self-healing techniques. There are a number of them. And as a pranic healer, I feel really fortunate because every time I do a healing session on someone else, I get healed as well. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grand America Show. We're going to be chatting with Jane Jeffrey a little bit later um, about pranic healing, all sorts of great stuff like that. Pranic? Pranic. Pranic, pranic, isn't that like tomato, tomato? I don't think so. No? I agree to disagree. Maybe. I think it is. It is to me. Anyway, uh, and of course she's got a special relationship with the show because um, she's married to Alan, who's been around since I think pretty close to day one. I don't know exactly when Alan came around, but he seems to have been in the mix for a long time. And of course he's... uh, very special Grand American because he takes care of all our travel arrangements. And when you guys are listening to this, we're actually probably just pulling up to the venue in Colorado as this as this releases. I'll have time to release so that this releases at the same time as CAC starts. So Graham and I have that's contact at the cabin. Graham and I have driven to Colorado, hopefully without incident. And now we're here, ready to kick it off. Yeah, and it's not like Alan's our travel, like, don't make it seem like he's our travel, you know, guy he's for our, everything, just for this event. He's our event coordinator. Yeah, yeah. We affectionately double like the he minister or, It's not like travel. he, pay, you know, he organized our flights to, you know, to go home for Christmas and stuff like that. I don't fly anywhere other than back. <laughs> it's true, you don't. And I don't fly there. I drive. Yeah. Um, I'm driving, I almost flew to this one. Ended up driving. You, should, you think we would have learned our lesson when we first met and we drove together to a conference 22 hours? <laughs> what were we thinking? We're like, we're never going to do that again. Well, we're we just going to fly. We drove straight <laughs> through. I know. And it was for there's a weekend. A big, yeah, there's a big difference. Trying not yeah. to miss work. Yeah, it's there's like, a big difference. Yeah. It's like we literally just finished the conference and drive 23 hours <laughs> straight off. Yeah. Remember, it ended in a snowstorm. Yeah. In and, October. And on the way there, we ran out of gas. Just about. Just about. Yeah. I can't believe we didn't run out of gas. Oh, I can't believe you didn't listen to me. I told you just get gas. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's another one up here. Are you sure? 45 <laughs> minutes later. You better turn no. around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't let my truck go down here half. Fuck that. I ran out of gas too many times. Once. Once was too many. And I, and I was really only a couple hundred feet from the pump, but I realized at that time how lucky I was. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. One time coming home with Lisa, my wife, we were coming back from uh, um, Red Lake. It was New Year's, I can't remember if it was New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. I think it was New Year's Day. I think, I want to say that was, I can't remember if we had Madison yet. 
Yeah, I think we had Madison, but she was only like four months old at the time. It was either we had Madison. Yeah, I think we had Madison. She was about four months old. And uh, and I, all the gas stations were closed. We were going through Saskatchewan. And I was like, I was like, holy shit. And it's like <clears throat> Canadian winter too. So if you're under gas, it gets cold quick. Yeah. And we got a baby and it's New Year's Day. There's not a lot of traffic out. Just like, Ani, out of gas. And finally we pulled up at the one in Maple Creek and they had... Uh, like a co-op that was open or something? No, the gas station was open and it was 5.56 and they were closing at 6 o'clock. No way, really? Yeah. Oh my God. We got gas. I was just like, whew. and ever since that, whenever I'm traveling with the family, that thing doesn't go. If I go by a gas station, I'm at half, it gets filled up. Definitely. Yeah. Anyway, this, was a, great, this was a great episode with Jane. Oh, mean, fantastic. Yeah. Awesome to hear her pranic healing stories and stories in the pyramid. We were her King's first. Chamber with, with the Resonance Foundation. And yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. Uh, it's a great send off in the podcast. And I'm sure she'll be getting interviewed all over the place soon. And uh, we're eager. We're we're eager to meet her here in a week and a half. Get her to do some pranic healing <laughs> sessions on us. How Canadian um, of you! Definitely, Lisa's gonna get a session for sure. Probably Maria. Well, I mean, I don't know how much time she's gonna have to heal everybody, but <clears throat> I do want to mention before I forget. I figure the girls will probably stay back while we're all out. Probably romping yeah. around Mesa Verde. Yeah. Lisa already said she's like, I'm. I'm not going. To that. No, I'm staying at the at the place. Yeah. So before I forget though, that night while we were listening or while we were interviewing Jane. That was the night nothing was working. We couldn't live stream anything. I got I got the I got the Maria to do that meditation that she suggested. Oh right. Yeah, I remember you mentioned that. And her her migraine broke that night. Wow. Yeah. She did it twice. She loved it. I've done it. She thought this was a great meditation and she actually it actually seemed to really help. It healed her. Yeah. I've done it like three times. Yeah. Me too. Synchro. <laughs> but I'm not a meditator. There I just listen to it. Well, do my best. No, you, what do you mean? Well, then you, med you meditated to it. Right. On. You can't just say you just listen to it without meditating or something. Well, I try I mean, and pl I play along. You know, I do my best. you on your phone? No. Okay, well, that's a start. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what do you got? Oh, you know what we'll do? Social media jangle. Don't forget. What should we go to? All right, let's go to Facebook page. America. Okay, Grandma, I'll let you choose the post. We got... Are there limitations on free speech? What are they? What's the best documentary you've seen? <clears throat> Let's do the free speech one. I mean, that, right. we have I to talk about I knew that. You, like, I knew that one would get you. We, right, I mean, right. this is the, this is a very important time to support independent media. All right. It really is. Like Let's this see. is like the the stuff I've seen the mainstream lie about to independent YouTubers and stuff. It's 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 mind blowing. The deception is mind blowing. You can't even deconstruct a 
You can't even talk about the news anymore. Tim Pool's trying to talk about the news. He can't say it because he's not allowed to talk about the news. There you have it. That's really getting Careful. bad. Don't get us in trouble. Well, we're not big enough to be in nah, trouble yet, but it's, anyway. you know, still, it's going to slow we'll the ride, ride and die. Ride and die. That's why you get to support the show. America.ca slash support so that uh, we can get our, so our friend of the show, George. Hi, George. We love you. He's been helping us out with some stuff, and he's he can put us on some servers that we can have our RSS feed. We can have the same sort of setup as No Agenda has. Yeah. Or we're 100% self-sustainable. You know, they can make it so we're maybe not findable as easily, but they've already kind of done that with some of the shadow batting. Well, in the Luckily, U.S. anyways, in the U.S. iTunes for sure. That's I right. I mean, in the, at least in the U.K. and Canada and probably Australia, we're still doing okay. But the U.S. guys, just as soon as we had Big, big Tree on, they, they, then we they had hacked a vax us debate. down. We're going to do another Vax debate too. Of course, that got pushed back to June because Dell's busy protesting. Anyway... Um, that's why you got to support the show, people, or that's why we love the people that do support the show because we got it in the studio and everything else, which is fantastic. And uh, but this is about all we got. We got enough to pay the bills, and that's and it. That's it. We got enough to pay for the infrastructure and the bills, and that's it. Nothing else. Nothing. Not even enough to. Well, some, maybe enough for a cup of coffee once in a while. Um, for America.ca slash support. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're fucking grateful for all that because if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't have any of this. It's, it's sweet having an office. It's sweet. Yeah, we couldn't do it the, on our own. All the lovely gear that we've got to deliver a quality product. We couldn't do it on our own. We couldn't no, do we it. We broke on a cord the other day. Like we broke a cord. It took us a couple hours to troubleshoot it, and then Darren, of course, comes in and he replaces a little one eighth extension cord, and it it's the fix fixes the problem. You know, seventeen dollar cord though just craps out, brand new, pretty much. Luckily, I had an extra one. But, I mean, this is the stuff we're always trying to kind of fix. Oh, it's an uphill battle. It'd be a, it'd be a uh, it'd be an impossible climb without the supporters we do have. Yeah. We love you guys. You're the best. And uh, we got the black budget feed too. We that's talk about right. That. You get bonus content. So there's a bunch of other content in there. More Randall Carlson. I'm going to throw more in there Randall tomorrow. More Randall than you can handle. Yeah, more Randall. More Randall than you can handle. That's for sure. Um, I'm going to sure there'll be a bunch of great stuff from CAC thrown in the black budget too. Um, yeah, extra content to the already 350 episodes for free for America.ca slash support and help us grow, and then we'll love you too. Um, what was I doing? Oh, yeah, right. you're getting free speech. social media. <laughs> okay, Keith Nelson. Okay, the the post was... What's uh, the so our, what, what is this? What do you mean post? Our, the, what is this? The post. It's a what post. What do you mean, what's the post? Well, post where? On what? Is it I a said question? Facebook, is it, dude. Oh, did you Facebook post? Keep up. Okay. I thought you were doing your Twitter thingamajiggy. Are the thingamajiggy? Are are you like sixty? <laughs> are there limitations on free speech? Question mark. What uh, are, are they? there limitations on free yeah. speech? Question mark. By who? Like what right now? Like I just are, said that. That's a limitation. I don't provide. I that need context. some more context. Okay, you're, let's hear what they say. You're bugging me. Are there limitations on free speech? What are they? Keith Nelson. Yes, mainstream media. I don't know if I get that. That's, that's, that, see, this is exactly what I'm talking about. That's the way I looked at the question. Yes, there are done tons of limitations right now. But I think you're, you were meant to ask in a philosophical sense, what should the limitations on free speech be? Ah, uh, yeah, maybe I could have framed that better. <laughs> so then we got uh, Facebook and Pinterest are pulling down conversations about vaccines. Oh, there you go. Brody Presley. Oh, hey, Brody. 
Free speech is an illusion. <laughs> Kenneth Gingrich. Why would there be any free speech? Uh, we got the gif of someone with their ears and hands and ears. Yes, of course there is. Don't hit people. That's Glenn Norrell. Well, yeah, that's supposed to be. See, that's what I brought was brought up. Like, when it comes to violence, like, you know, that's where the line is drawn. Crawford Sticks King. Sticks and stones kind of thing. I wouldn't like to say, really. Kellyanne, there should not be, but unfortunately there seems to be. Rachel Cruz, yes, don't offend anyone. Glenn Norrell, being offended is a personal choice. <laughs> <laughs> Paul F. Nuvu Jr., the only one that is allowed under our Constitution, the one that infringes upon other, another's. The limitations are that they don't apply to private entities. It's appalling to me that people don't understand that freedom of speech only protects you from the government. The government cannot arrest you for what you say. That's it. Some of y'all need to where take a... Been? Where has he been? That's Donna Hollywood. Some of y'all need to on, take a on. political science class if you think freedom of speech protects you from being censored by private entities such as Facebook. They're not just private entities. That's bullshit. Plus, they are arresting people, aren't they? Isn't there, in the UK, there's been some major issues. Cops knocking on the door for jokes, for people telling jokes. Were they funny jokes? Obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> Bradley Knight, don't be an unnecessary dick. Is there room for a responsibility law? It's all so fucked. Craig Flowers, I think right now a lot of people would say free speech ends at incarceration. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be black and white and the first amendment is inalienable, but whatever. So, should I keep going? I can go to YouTube. Yeah, you know, go, go to a couple more if you want. All right, we'll go to YouTube. YouTube's go trolling. What do we got? What do we got in YouTube's? On the bed, David said video. If you, listen, if you only listen to the podcast, you haven't seen the video yet, that's, of course that's why... We call it going to the YouTube. Hang on, is there so are those live videos that we've done um, out there for podcasts that haven't been released yet? Then, yes. Okay, on the YouTube's. Right. Oh, by the way, if your girlfriend's migraines are bad and resistant to drugs, consider the ketogenic diet. It worked for me. That's right, from John thanks. John Mallory. Do awesome idea. When the particles hit, we can potentially placebo ourselves into X Men. That's a pretty good one, actually. Yeah. Uh, to do David Matheson, God says you must come to him as a child or the gospel is foolishness. I believe that Jesus is not done with you and he will call you back to him. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. It is not wrong to seek, but he is a good God and will leave the 99 to bring back the one. That's a bit of a crazy one. Wow, David. I sent that to Dave right away as soon as it came. He's like, who sent that? What? Where'd that come from? <laughs> Uh, I got I got some here. That's from Enemy Helicopter. Oh, I got some feedback here. All right. This is from Instagram. Connect with me there. Like our show notes and our artwork and stuff like that. This is from Caleb Monroe 33. I'm having FOMO already from not being able to attend CAC. I really hope they have a live stream. I'll pay for it. Might have something after, but it's not looking good on a live stream. No. And then one from, uh, this is on our 
our episode with Heidi Schleifer about the connection and the space between us. This is from the Stacy Jewel podcast. Love that you're featuring this topic. Can't wait to give it a listen. So, yes, we are trying to be very. What's the word I'm looking for? Open to everything. Yeah. We just sort of go wherever we want. That's the beauty of the show. The show. We just do whatever <laughs> we want, talk to whoever we want, but whatever we want. Uh, what else you got? You got something else? You got an email or something? Well, I you do, get into? Actually, I do have an email. It's uh, <clears throat> I got a little synchronicity email, actually. Ooh. I got a couple emails here. I'm a rambling gram with synchronicities all over the web. And Aaron is skeptical about everyone And don't believe it yet Huh, this is kind of appropriate I was getting acupuncture done So he said he had to send this one in I was getting acupuncture done because I've been having trouble sleeping I'm in the middle of college exams and I'm super stressed And I'm having trouble falling asleep and staying asleep I went with my wife to community acupuncture at the last minute because I'll try anything at this point. Community acupuncture is when you're in a room with a bunch of other people and you lie there with needles in you. Not normally the kind of thing I would do. (laughs) I had a bunch of needles in my head and my ears. I kind of had to pee before I went in the room, but I decided I could hold it. So while I was lying there, I had a thought about a time I was in Thunder Bay at a scout jamboree in 1997. Yeah, it's my home, I home country. I hadn't thought about seven. I hadn't thought about this in a long time. The memory was of doing a smudge ceremony with sweetgrass, thinking about the cleansing smoke and how you use your hand to wash it over your head. Random thought. So when I'm done, I go out and I almost forget that I need to go to the bathroom. I go, and as I'm standing there taking a leak, I look to the right, and on the windowsill next to me is a spray bottle with the word smudge on it. Aromatherapy spray. Needless to say, I sprayed some and wafted over me like I would in a smudge ceremony. <laughs> Will I sleep tonight? Maybe. Crazy dreams? Maybe. We'll I don't see, think I the guess. aerosol smudge counts. <laughs> I don't think it's the same effect. I love the show. Monthly donor, Steven. Keep up the good work. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Thanks for Steve. your support. Oh, fuck. You're the best. We love you. Go, Steve. Uh, I hope it works. support. Like Jane was talking about what she does, pranic healing is like acupuncture pranic. in a way. It's like... It's like energy healing in an acupuncture way. Very interesting. So I would suggest to Stephen and anybody else out there, try the meditation that's in the show notes. I like the Palo Santo. Is that what it is? Uh, that wood yeah, that I, I burned? I can't remember. It's fantastic. It smells lovely. I'm going to do a little in here right now. You're sort of bugging me. I'll cleanse it up in here. Why am I bugging you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're not kidding, though. <laughs> no, I am bugging you. No, no, you're not. <laughs> you were bugging me this morning, but it's okay now. Really? This morning, Actually, early, no, that like this morning. Now this morning, you're good. Yesterday morning, you're all triggered up. Was I? You're all grumpy first thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, sometimes it just. This morning, you're all cheerful first thing. Yeah. Yeah. You just never know what you're gonna get. Eh? I never know which <laughs> gram I'm getting. I didn't do my wow in the morning. Oh, didn't you? You didn't, didn't do, do yes. my affirmation. Anyway, I digress. All right, I got a couple quotes here if you want. You you might be able to get you might be able to get this. Of course I can. Yeah. <clears throat> there are three claims in the ESP field which 
in my opinion, deserve serious study. One, that by thought alone, humans can barely affect random number generators and computers. Two, that people under mild sensory deprivation can receive thoughts or images projected at them. And three, that young children sometimes report details of a previous life, which upon checking out turn, in, turn out to be accurate, which they could not have known about in any other way other than reincarnation. Is that it? Well, who said it? Man or woman? Man. Shit. It's 1996 book. Huh. Famous astronomer. Astronomer? Yeah. Famous astronomer. Seems like a skeptic, but really after reading this quote. Neil deGrasse. Oh, Carl Sagan? Yeah. Carl Sagan is not a skeptic. It's, it's, it feels like it, though. From Most people think he's, you know, that was from the demon-haunted world. You don't think he's a skeptic? No, I think Carl Sagan was pretty open to a lot of stuff. Part of the cover-up. What? He's part of the cover-up. You're part of the cover-up. GreatAmerica.ca <laughs> slash swag. <laughs> That's a good one. You should put that on. You're part of the cover-up. <laughs> no, you're part of the cover-up. He was part of the cover-up. No, you're part of the cover-up. <laughs> okay, you ready for this one? You, you might get this one, too. Yes, I'll be two for two. There will be, in the next generation or so, a pharmacological method of making people love their servitude and producing dictatorship without tears, so to speak, producing a kind of painless concentration camp for entire societies so that people will, in fact, have their liberties taken away from them but will rather enjoy it because they will be distracted from any desire to rebel by propaganda or brainwashing or brainwashing enhanced by pharmacological methods. George Orwell. And this seems to be the final revolution. George Orwell? No. No? Close. He's an author. Huh. I'm not guessing again. He's an off offer. Pale horse? He's an offer. Pale horse guy? No. The Bill Cooper? Bill Cooper? No. Mm. William Cooper? Dick Cooper? No, he's he's. It's been known now that just he's say his part name. Of the, <laughs> just trying to get you to guess a little bit. He's got a brother, a famous brother. McKenna. Psychedelics, social engineering. Dennis McKenna. Aldous Huxley. Oh, I never got that. Oh, Brave New World. What uh, I forget what I was going to type into the search bar here. What were we just arguing about? Oh, Sagan. Yeah, anyways. Keep talking. Keep talking. That's a Pink Floyd song. Is it? Yeah. We should just have that ready so I can play it when you say that. What? Keep talking. Graham is an all-in believer Thanks. in chemtrails. Chemtrails. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to the episode. It's pre-released while we're partying. Well, we're not partying. We're just hanging out. Well, we're probably doing a full moon meditation with Jane as we speak. That's right. And tomorrow we'll be going on a trip with Randall Carlson. We'll do a CE5 as well. Yeah. Hopefully. Fantastic. And we'll have another pre-released or, or yeah, pre-released show coming up for you next week. Eric P. Antoni. Oh, I forgot to mention it is the anniversary. Uh, by this time, we're about six days away from the six-year anniversary, 350 episodes, six years. 
uh, that's a lot of content, all free. Uh, you know, maybe you want to throw us a little anniversary bone. GrowAmerica.ca slash support. It's a bunch of different ways to do that. Enjoy the chat with Jane Jeffrey. It's fantastic. We've got Jane Jeffrey with us. She's going to be the healer at our uh, contact of the cabin, or that's what she's been branded as anyways, which is fine with us. She's a former corporate director turned wellness coach, and she has over 10 years of experience in alternative healing, currently practicing pranic healing and Eden energy medicine as well. And she also provides group guided meditations and yoga instruction. So we're looking forward to getting a little bit of that action at the cabin. Welcome to the show, Jane. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, it's great to talk to you. Looking forward to meeting you. I know. I feel like I already know you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's, that's a problem. A Actually, that's a problem we have. Because all the podcasts I listen to, I feel like I know them, but they really don't know me. But I feel like they should know me, even though I just listen to them. So it's a Well, weird. I know your voice is quite well. Let's say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a thing. It's always a weird thing. To, when you meet people that have been listening to you for years and it's, you know, it's, they know it's you. very humbling. Like they, yeah. they, know they know about all the stuff you've been through because it all comes up in the show along the way. It's, yeah, it's something else. We're happy to have you on. You've kind of been around. I mean, geez, I think Alan's been, Alan's been interacting for got to be three or four years at this point. Uh, it has been a while uh, because I used to listen to the podcasts of, a few years ago every day on my way to work at six in the morning. Nice. Been a while. Nice. So did you know that Alan's got you uh, scheduled for some group meditations uh, coming up? Uh, Alan throws me into the fire <laughs> frequently, so I do my best to sort of live up to everyone's expectations and just try to go with the flow and make it happen. That's great. I kind of had a feeling that that's what happened. So do you have it? What do you want to give us a little sneak peek on what we will do there? You want to start with that, Darren? Or what? Well, that's, we can. The, uh, the really exciting thing about the retreat is that that Saturday is the most important full moon of the entire year oh. in, in uh, India. It's actually called the Wisak moon and it's the second of three really important moons so the the first is the moon in april where easter is and then the may one which is the we and then the one in june following that but the moon in may 
always has a very important spiritual meditation with the tradition being that, or the, the tales go that Buddha actually appears in the sky for eight solid minutes during which he, there is a tremendous downpour of divine energy that helps everyone meditating during that time absorb uh, that energy so it is perfect for accelerating your spiritual advancement. It's perfect for manifesting health, well-being, blessing anybody, blessing your projects. Even people who are less developed absorb this energy. They just might not be quite as conscious of what has happened to them, but changes will still occur. So while we are in Colorado at the retreat, the full moon occurs at 3.11 in the afternoon. So I think I'm going to be a little bit creative about breaking up the important parts of the more formal meditation practice throughout the day. So we're going we're gonna to figure out how to get everybody absorbing all that divine energy without uh, interrupting Randall's time during the day. Yeah, exactly. So that, that full moon, like, so it's important for you to, to try and do something at that exact time of 3.11 or is it just that day or that night? Real time is 3.11, but most uh, full moon meditations for the Wisak moon take about an hour and a half to two hours with all the prep work, the meditation, and then some follow-up exercises. Mm -hmm. But we can break it up so that maybe we do some simple exercises early in the day before we start off on a trek with Randall. Maybe we can get Brandon Powell to do some breathing exercises for us at some point during the day. We might be able to take just 15 minutes at 3 o'clock and then do some uh, very intent focused meditation work so everybody can focus on whatever they want to manifest at we do that at 3 11 a little bit before and a little bit after and then we can do a proper 35 minute meditation later in the evening so oh i see that that benefits yeah that's a great idea yeah mm -hmm. and yes. then we can actually do the focused intent in the afternoon or excuse me in the evening to lead into the c study you. Yeah, yeah, that's great. The CE5, yeah. yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So uh, maybe tell us a little bit about your background and how you got interested in how you went from, I mean, I do love these stories of the sort of the corporate, uh, I don't know if executive is the right term, but the, you know, the, cor the corporate employee, <laughs> at least to the, to the, the spiritual, uh, you know, wellness teacher and all that. I mean, it is an interesting, interesting thing. So you want to talk about mm -hmm. that a little bit? Oh, sure. I had the good fortune of going to Egypt in 2017 with Nassim Harriman's first delegate gathering. Yep. And we were in the pyramids, all three pyramids on the Giza Plateau for six solid hours, two hours in each one, uh, chanting the Om mantra with Nassim and 45 others in each man in each uh, pyramid. Wow. And I got one word the entire two hours at a time. One word. I'm like, what is this about? I was still kind of spiritually clueless at the time. I was so heavily into my head in the corporate world. So I didn't say anything to anyone. Two days later, 
I think it was two days later, I was in a presentation listening to um, uh, Foster Gamble. Mm -hmm. And I had the overwhelming compulsion to call him father. Like, this is the strangest <laughs> thing in the world. And like, this is, and I said, he doesn't look like my dad at all. And I don't want to call him dad. I wanted to call him father. And he was up there. He was on the, on the, on the um, presentation stage talking about his experience with another past life uh, expert and how he and that person had been in a past life together as priests. So it finally occurred to me, oh, I must have been a student uh, studying under Foster at some point in another world. Father, and, Father Foster. Yes, Father, Father, yeah. So I, a couple of days later, I finally get up the courage to talk to Foster. I'm thinking, he's going to think I'm a bit of a wingnut. So I went to him, explained my situation, and I said, you know, I told him the story. I said, I'm so sorry, but I feel like I'm supposed to call you Father. And he was just kind of chuckling, and he said, well, I'd be quite honored. And I said, no, 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 not a dad, a father. And uh, so we talked a little bit, and he asked me why I was in Egypt. And I said, well, my husband brought me. And he said, well, what's your connection here? And I said, I'm not sure. I said, I was always fascinated with Nefertiti when I was a little kid. Long story short is, he starts now calling me Nefertiti for the rest of the trip. And a couple of days later, he actually gifts me a really large Nefertiti statue. So I was completely touched. And I said, oh my goodness, Foster, I'm so, so grateful. I said, I feel empowered. And he said, that's the intent with which I gave it. Mm. Well, lo and behold, that was the word I got in the pyramid, empowerment. Oh, so it okay. started to completely change my world. So as soon as I came back from Egypt, oh, actually, when I was in Egypt, I met the person that later became my shaman instructor. So as soon as I came back, from Egypt, a week and a half later, I'm on the plane to take shaman classes. And all of this is just accelerating my awareness of the fact that I need to exit quickly from the corporate world <laughs> because I knew I just did not fit any longer. And that was, uh, that was October of 2017. So December, I actually asked the chief officer of my department if i could get a severance package <laughs> and uh i finally got it a few months later and uh so i left there in april just a year ago wow wow that's great huh. yeah. so have you always so, been inclined to like or, or been interested in sort of spiritual stuff even though you were kind of in that other environment uh well not always no about 12 years ago, I started to study energy medicine under Donna Eden's work. I'm okay. Not sure if you're familiar with that or not. But no. it is a really powerful system that is very, very similar to acupuncture, just without needles. Okay. She's a really brilliant person. And that's a, a long program. And I studied that. I became certified. But because I was still in the corporate world, I never made it a profession. I just practiced it on myself every day and then family and friends. Yeah. So I just tabled that. Well, right after I came back from Egypt in 2017, I happened to discover 
the class one evening on mantras and malas, and it was a free little seminar, so I went to it. And they kept talking about the class the next day. And I was like, well, what's this class about? And they said, oh, you should come. It's called Achieving Oneness with Your Higher Self. I had no idea what this was about. And they said, well, this is a really special occasion. It's the first time this class has been offered to pub the public because it's usually only offered to higher level students in the pranic healing uh, realm. I said, oh, okay. So I came the next day and the next day. I actually ended up taking a more senior class to start with. I got in that class and I said, I don't know what pranic healing is, but I want to do it. So a month later, I started my entire pranic healing coursework, and that was January of 2018. By June of last year, I'd taken the first, uh, first four classes plus advanced work. I did my certification program, and uh, now I'm working to become a teacher of pranic healing. Wow, that's great. Is that, uh, so did you, what what spurred you to, to want to heal? Is there like, um, is it just in you, or is there something specific, like did you have a, an ailment personally that you want, you were trying to clear up, or someone else maybe? I think I have the innate desire to help others feel better. I was one of the rare birds that entered pranic healing without ever having a pranic healing session. Most people enter it because they are clients of a pranic healer. And ultimately, if you go off in for pranic healing sessions, it's far more economical if you just learn the system yourself. It's an incredibly simple, very powerful technique. And the uh, founder, Grandmaster Choa Koksui, he had a goal when he introduced it to the public to have a pranic healer in every household. It's that easy to learn. Can How long are you at the the conference uh three days the first trimester can you learn it in three days i learned the very first class basic chronic healing in a day and a half so yes yeah. but yeah. i'd have to steal time from randall and i don't want to do that yeah exactly oh well i know my, my wife is not going to be too interested in randall but she's probably <laughs> going to be uh pretty interested in hearing about pranic healing i would guess I'm happy to share with her. I'm not eligible to teach her yet. Oh, I don't think she minds that. She's happy to, to hear yeah, any like, wisdom yeah, she like... can find for sure. She'll be, she was actually happy to hear you were coming. Um, oh, great. Yeah, she wasn't sure what she was getting into, but she remembered that you had tried doing some distance healing on her a few years ago, and she was she's excited. She's on the path to wanting to get to, to healing. She's, you know, on the path to healing herself. So Is she feeling better? Uh, she's, yeah, she's, she's, uh, she's getting better yet. She hasn't had any of those, those ta attacks that severe in over a year now. So. Great. Yeah. Well, yeah. Pranic healing can, uh, I actually never had a chance to work on, with her that time. Um, but pranic healing is excellent for self healing techniques. There are a number of them. And as a pranic healer, I feel really fortunate because every time I do a healing session on someone else, 
I get healed as well. I could see that being the case. My girlfriend would be really interested, Maria, as well, in meeting you and going through that. I mean, she's she was just talking today that she's got a massive migraine for the last two days. And she's, she's got some Reiki. <clears throat> she's got level two Reiki as well, but she's trying to heal herself and all, but it's just not working right now. Like she just can't, she does not, like when you get into that migraine state, I think she just, it's really hard to, to get out of it. So I'm sure she'd be interested in just learning a little bit more about the pranic stuff as well. Yeah. I will actually share that kind of like that old shoemaker tale that the, you know, the shoemaker never has their own shoes fixed. I'm kind of the one that never works on myself. Yeah. I'm really great at working on my friends and my family and all my clients, but working on myself is the bottom of my list. Yeah. So um, I'd rather work on your girlfriend and, you know, Darren, your wife. <laughs> we'll we'll I, do that. I just managed to get through a full cycle of um, antibiotics. I followed oh. the whole thing for the whole eight days or whatever, and I didn't go off of the regiment. Now I have some probiotics to get on. But that was oh. the first time I've ever done all my antibiotics. So I don't know if that's a book. That's not really a great example, but I did it every day for a week. I felt like that was self-care in a way. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I read a stat that said that something like 70% of people don't finish their prescriptions properly. Yeah. They just, like, yeah. stop doing it halfway through well, or... Chronic healing, we actually can often help reduce the number of prescriptions people take. Yeah, I bet, for sure. Mm -hmm. I, uh, our general consensus is to try and stay away from pharmaceuticals whenever possible. Yeah. But you had a pretty bad tooth infection, or was that what it was? Yeah. After it's you your finally starting to get better now. It yeah. hasn't bugged me. It's still bugging me. I think that's just because of the like, act of it being like, ripped out of my face more so than the infection. So I'm hoping there's no more infection. Well, Darren, if you had called, we could have worked on that with pranic healing. Well, there's still time. It still hurts okay. a little. Okay. You can I call me tomorrow. I still talk funny. I find like I'm having trouble talking and I'm having trouble Did with you the tooth gone. Sorry. Did you know that all your teeth actually correspond to particular energy meridians? No, but I'm missing two now. So yeah. I'd like to protect the other ones however possible. Uh, the best way is to actually keep your chakras clean. Really? Mm-hmm. So how do I do that? Uh, you get a pranic healer in your family. I'm working on that. <laughs> <laughs> Either that, you can call me, or I can put you in touch with with Is is that the main? Is that the, one of the main premises behind it? Then, like, as in, you know, you mentioned acupuncture without the needle. So you mean the chakra as the energy systems, and you're working on those constantly to keep things flowing, or? Uh, correct. Pranic healing is actually very similar to acupuncture. Um, probably more similar to acupuncture than to Reiki, because like acupuncture, uh, we use. Uh, multiple energy bodies and they have um, they have different they're different types of energy bodies and they overlap and then we use certain acupuncture points um, as our chakras and and pranic healing has a system that focuses on 11 major chakras whereas most people are only aware of seven major chakras so 
we go in to the chakras and we we clean out all the congested energies, dirty disease energies that that uh, build up in the chakras or anywhere in your energy body, and then dispose of that in a very appropriate, proper manner. So you just not throw in the energy kind of out in the ether and somebody walks through it or drags it somewhere else. And then um, we would energize as appropriate, whether we're working on, let's say a tooth that might hurt, um, we would have a very specific protocol to address the infection or inflammation and an energizer clear as needed. And we scan the chakras before we do a session, during the session, and afterwards to make sure everything's balanced. Much of the work that we do in pranic healing is actually focused on simply clearing all of the congestion in the chakras. Um, and we just call it clear, uh, cleansing. That's like 80% of the work we do. And by the time you clean out in a chakra, oftentimes you don't even need to go back and energize it because the energy might be there. It might just be built up kind of like the uh, a clog in your plumbing system you know the water's flowing but the drain might be clogged so it can't get through and then there's just backup somewhere else down the, the line so pranic healing would go in and clear out that clog and then once we do the energy flows it's not like you have to increase the pressure in the pipe does that make sense yep so is that sort of like um do you think that's sort of down the same Road is that like sort of taking the placebo and really focusing it in and 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 is that the kind of I guess if you're doing it to other people it's not it's kind of not but are you working with the same sort of because I kind of tend come from the the belief that it's all sort of the same you know the magic the placebo the healing stuff it's all sort of using the same force I'm not sure what it is but prana maybe it's prana. It's prana, hence pranic healing. <laughs> Thank you, Graham. <laughs> um, well, I will say. Or chi. That, I mean, they've all got their own word for it, right? The, you well, know, they I can. Do. I mean, I do it, it into like life force, into yeah. manifestation and intention and stuff like that too. It all like it's all like fruit it, from the same tree. Intention is really important. Um, I have clients who aren't as receptive from the start. They might be skeptical or they simply may not want to be healed at a subconscious level. They might want to say, oh yeah, I really want to be well. But if I was to energy test them or scan, I could actually determine if they really want to be healed. They may not want to be healed because they might like having diabetes because it gives them extra attention. They get off work to go to their doctor. They might want to have this belief that people will give them sympathy because they have to watch their diet or take medicine. There's all kinds of really fascinating reasons why people really don't want to be well. The beautiful thing about that is, as a pranic healer, we can go in and we can make them a little bit or increase their receptivity and then we can also go in on a different level with a different kind of protocol and work on the emotional component with pranic psychotherapy to try to extract all of those negative emotions that are blocking their health and wellness. That's 
the really powerful part of pranic healing that I love. That sounds like a useful part. That I mean, that seems to be the biggest hang up, I would say, for a lot of people, right? A lot of your aches and pains are coming back to pent up something or other from down the line. Well, it's subconscious probably. I wonder what's going on with my shoulders. It, right? been a real mess for a long time. I don't know what's oh. in there, but it's got to be dramatic. I mean. Yeah, every physical ailment has the root cause in an emotional imbalance in some way. Unless At least you that's get my like, stabbed or something. Yeah. So what I love is, you know, if, if I ask a client, how long have you had a backache? And then they say, oh, just a, just a couple of days. And um, that's an easier one to um, help provide relief for. I can't really say heal because I'm not a doctor. Um, but if someone came to me and said, oh, my back has been a problem for 10 solid years and they're constantly complaining about it and they're constantly taking medications and they let it impede their lifestyle that has created for them so many attachments that it's much more difficult to get out and sometimes get out as in terms of all of the emotional layers um, around that because it could be if it's a low back pain, it's often around financial worry or stress. So we'd want to go back in and find out when the pain first surfaced, what their situation was at that time, were they cognizant of any significant stressors, things like that. So it becomes a, an investigative process from both a conscious intellectual realm as well as a physical and emotional understanding of the person's history so it takes time <clears throat> that's time doctors don't have they um, just send us for expensive scans you to keep going back to the doctor or the physical therapist over and over and over again insurance doesn't pay for pranic healing <laughs> well, ours might it might if it's under naturopathy ours would five hundred dollars a I, year anyways Oh, really? Well, yeah. so I just need to not align that, myself with a naturopath. Yeah, not that you can do that, but you know what I mean? Like, some that, like I get a, a different thing called prolotherapy done, and it's covered under naturopathic medicine. But so I think that's, that's just because he's a naturopathic doctor is the only reason why he can do that. Oh, so that's there. the trick. So if you get the naturopath thing, then you can, then you'd be covered under a lot of... That's, I mean, you're not covered under Canadian healthcare, but you're covered under like private insurance through work or whatever else. Well, I do know in the States, a lot of acupuncturists and massage therapists work with uh, chiropractors because more and more insurance companies cover chiropractors and now more are covering acupuncture. So I have, I have friends that work, excuse me, that go to massage therapists in an acupuncturist's office. And then that's covered by insurance because it's billed through the chiropractor. Huh. That's so good. We got to get you your naturopath license. <laughs> yeah, we can do, we can, we, our massage is covered separately. So we don't even Beautiful. have to do the workaround on the massages here. Not yet. 500 bucks. They're going to take it away. Yeah, you think so? Maybe. I think it's, so. Get, it's getting abused a bit. 
Abused. Maybe I'll move to Canada. It's a you get five hundred <laughs> bucks. You should use the five hundred bucks. That's not abusing yeah, it. Mine's it's used by it. like May. Mine's used already. They take like forty-five bucks a check off that. Got to use it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the good thing is with pranic healing, my clients don't even have to come to me. Whereas all of those other practitioners, you have to go visit them. True. And so distance yeah. doesn't matter or anything like that. No, the beautiful thing about pran one of the beautiful things about pranic healing is that um, we do not touch our clients at all. So whether or not I had a client in my office laying on a massage table and I was working on them, I would be working on them a foot away from their body. So whether they're there or whether they're 3,000 miles away or a day away, it doesn't matter. I tap into their energy system with intent and with focus and with visualization. So it works. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's like Reiki's got that level of, and it's about distance, distance healing as well. It's kind of similar. That's what you say. You but, keep saying that, but. What do you mean I keep saying that? <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I have trouble buying the long distance Reiki. Huh? Yeah, Reiki I know. What you no, like, I know what you mean. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to wrap your head around. But when, yeah. you know. Well, oh, here's what we'll do in a couple of weeks at, at the retreat. We will do a pranic healing session on you, which is distant because I won't be touching you, and you could be in the same room or you could be somewhere else at the at the venue, and we'll see how you feel. Yeah, that's a good idea. So you feel like if I was a foot away from you, it's okay, but if I'm in the next province, it's not? That's right. Yeah, there's a distancing oh, there, yeah. That's yeah. because, Darren, you probably have the belief that somebody needs, in order for an effect to take place, you have to physically see them do it. Probably. Yeah. But probably. I, I mean, especially with Reiki, because it always seems to be that. And I've experienced with Reiki where you can start to feel the warm, you feel the heat. When they're doing the Reiki thing on you, you start to feel the heat build up. And Graham says he's doing it. I don't feel nothing. <laughs> well, how do you feel afterwards? I've never done it on you, I don't think. Yeah, you have. I remember one time you're like, really? I'm going to send you some long distance Reiki. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I thought Reiki, um, I didn't know there was long distance Reiki. I don't yeah. think there is long distance Reiki. This is, uh, what, this is my point. Maybe it's Graham Reiki. Yeah, exactly. There you go. It's just my own little He's a rake. version. He's a rakist. Yeah, I just made it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm the rakist. Yeah. So what are, the, what are the other four chakras that we all don't re know about? I mean, I've heard of 11 and 12 in some other systems, but what are the other four? I heard then? 33 the other day. Really? Yeah. I can't. <laughs> well, if I actually told you, we even use minor chakras, which are in a lot of the joints. And mini chakras, like at the tip of your fingers, um, there are chakras everywhere in your body. So the major ones we use are the crown chakra, the uh, forehead chakra, and the ajna chakra. That's a huge difference because most people just call it the third eye chakra. Yeah, yeah. And the reason being that the forehead chakra and the ajna chakra are so close, they're often seen as one. Oh, okay. So that's a big difference. And it's important to distinguish them because they have different functions. Is the lower so, is the lower one then corresponding to your pineal gland, gland? And that's why people say that the, because people do say one of them, it, people think it is, but it's not. 
Yeah, the Ajna Chakra. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, and then, then the we have the throat chakra. chakra. Yeah. But um, and then we have a front heart chakra and a back heart chakra. The oh. pair. Front solar plexus and a back solar plexus chakra. We have a navel chakra. We have a sex chakra, a basic chakra. So again, those two are often just the root chakra. Right? And there's actually two. Yep. And then there is a Mingmen chakra, which is on your back opposite the navel, but it's not a pair with the navel. And, and then, then there's the all the one chakra has a front chakra and a back chakra. And then you start getting into your elbows and your wrists and everything else. So yeah. how many is there total if you were going to all the chakras? Oh, gosh. Well, you have, you have major chakras, minor chakras, mini chakras, and micro chakras. So I have no idea. There's several hundred. 108. That's what I, I was going to say. No, I was going to say, I bet you there's 108. <laughs> the 108 no, thing I is wish. blowing Maybe my mind. Maybe it's 801. How about that? Yeah. Uh, it's a lot. Because there's a chakra in every organ. Or more shot, more than like in your liver, you're going to have three shots. Huh. Really? What about a lot of chakras? And when we do protocols, some protocols will address specific chakras or maybe all of your major chakras, but they will also then address certain organs. So it could be I'm doing something to just give someone an overall healing it's called a super healing technique where i might go in and clean most of the organ uh, excuse me most of the major chakras but i'm also going to go in and clean the liver and the lung and the kidneys and the spleen what about like uh, so how about if someone gets like surgery or something like that can that cause some 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 chronic problems and some chakra problems and stuff like that it can very much do that. And uh, interestingly, when someone has surgery, if we know beforehand, we will work for a few days beforehand to regularly clean and balance their chakras to prepare their body as much as possible before the surgery. And then if I can, I will do um, an ener a pranic healing session during their surgery. And then again, as soon as they're they're out, because I want to re-energize and balance their chakras and then i'll continue that for a few days just to get them through the surgical procedure and then depending upon what the surgery was for i would go in and also address that particular condition i have heard recently um, a friend of mine had a, a, an operation and one of our masters told her to actually play uh, the meditation on twin hearts, which is the mainstay of chronic healing meditations during her operation, just put it on, put it in her headphones and listen to it over and over and over again during the uh, operation, because that will help keep her energy stronger. Interesting. Hmm. So how do you, how do you sense that people have blocked chakras or how can I sense that mine are blocked? Because it's hard to feel anything in the body sometimes you know like you gotta just, really try and focus when in. i'm meditating a lot of times i really feel the, the third eye tingling or my crown chakra but as far as like feeling the heart or or uh, any other ones it's just it's hard well we scan we scan for the energy so if i was just i could actually sit here right now and i say okay let me scan 
grams, crown chakra. And um, it might be like you can't really see in the computer, but um, I can scan the energy and then I can say, let me scan for congested energy. And I might find that it's congested. I might find that it's really strong, clean energy. I can scan, I can scan how activated or how congested it is. So I'm scanning two ways, the size of it and how clean it is. Okay. And I would do that for all of your major chakras before I actually did a session on you. How long does that take? Uh, the session or the scanning? The scanning. Just a couple of minutes. Like So just a few seconds per chakra type thing? Uh, I would go crown, forehead, ashna, throat, front heart, back heart, front solar plexus, back solar plexus, navel, sex, basic, front spleen, back spleen, men. And then I might, and then I'll go do them again to check congestion. Hmm. It's that quick. And then I just write them down, take a note. And then as I'm going through a session, depending upon what the protocol is, I would scan everything to make sure it's clean and balanced. And then which of them need additional energy? So did, do you provide the energy or is it just a matter of moving the existing energy around the body? I draw it in. So in pranic healing, we actually don't use our energy. We draw the energy in from another source. And then we project it back out. So I happen to be left-handed and you would see the screen. So I would bring it into my right hand and project it out to my client with my left hand. So is that sort of tapping in the same energy, like where the pyramids are and stuff like that? That's sort of, that's already going around the planet, the ley lines and you just grab it that. Is, and... It is a universal energy. So I, I sometimes call myself a general contractor. Really? I'm not the one that heals a person. I am the one that can help draw in the energy needed to help someone get their body in peak condition for the body to heal itself. Yeah, that's similar to Reiki too. It's similar to similar philosophy in a way. You know, you're not, you're just the channel in a way and the facilitator. Mm -hmm. yeah. So does it work better at sacred sites? I have yet to try it at a sacred site. Like if someone's got something real bad, you got to get them to the Great Pyramid, get them into that King's Chamber. King's Chamber and, and then you yeah. can, then you can like Let's grow, all go to Egypt to try that. Back. We'll try and grow Graham's hair back. I will, okay. I will say that it works more easily when the space that I am in is energetically really clean. So I keep my space very clean. I play the Om Mantra by Grandmaster Chowakok Sui pretty much 24-7, even, even if it's on a very, very low volume. I, I have that running all the time. I keep my energy tools clean. I keep all my crystals clean. I get them consecrated. I use sound from Master Choa to recharge them and strengthen them so that I can be as efficient and as effective as possible. I will say that when a client is in a clean space and it's distant, a distant healing session, then it is also easier for them to receive the energy. If I were working on someone remotely who is in the hospital, 
it is a lot more difficult for the energy to actually penetrate all of the congestion in a hospital. Isn't that ironic? Eh? It's probably the worst place to do distance healing on somebody. So what about like broadcasting? Uh, could like, do you think we get to the point where we could use all these radio towers we made to just broadcast healing, just broadcast and pranic healing all the time? Could you, can you turn the 5G network into like pranic there healing? There you go. I, I, it's probably possible. I think we just need to get a lot of people together to set the intent to repurpose that energy channel. Do you think it's, Haiti thought that, what was it? She thought if she get 3% of the couples on the planet uh, or 3% of people on the planet. Was it 3 million people or a million people? It was 3%, 180 million. 180 million? Okay. She get 3% of the people on the planet to start com compassionately communicating. And that's the, 3% is kind of the tipping point for a pandemic, but a good one. I don't know what the word it, for a good pandemic is. I think it would is. work. Um, I'm really eager to do the intent work on at the retreat after we do the meditation, depending on how many people get together. I don't know if it's going to be 25 or 40. Or only, I don't know what the numbers are. But if we get everyone together working with a single focus on that intent something is going to happen it will happen yeah that's it's exciting very what do you think will happen Darian, you're <laughs> skeptical aren't you i'm not skeptical. he's not nearly as skeptical <laughs> as he used to be like this show is changing his mind it's blowing it wide open I can get into that. I can I can get into that. I might have to watch the kids for that one so that Lisa could do it. But uh, I like to intend stuff. I'm constantly intending stuff. He's he's really been... The problem is I'm also constantly intending bad stuff, so I was trying to balance out the two. Well, it's hard not to you know, get up in the morning, the alarm's going off. It's like, for fuck's sakes. Yeah. But, you know, you try and snap out of it and... Because it's got to be that subconscious level, right? You get it. That's well, the, the beauty is when we teach you more about pranic healing, you will probably naturally think more about good intentions. Good intentions are good. Yeah. It just comes naturally because as the more you study pranic healing, um, the more you become a kinder, more loving, more spiritual person. You cannot deny it. Like you can't avoid that development. It is part of the practice. That's interesting. Is that what you found in your healing journey? I, yeah, you kind of so. you hung them up early. Hung up what? Your healing boots. No, I didn't. You're not hung up. I well, still do you rake. Still rake? I bet you're raking all over the place. Yeah. But you didn't like pursue the... No, we did this instead. Oh, this podcast. Oh, I, I ruined your, your, your healing career. <laughs> I see. Well, I better slow down on getting Alan set up with mics and stuff over there. I don't want to ruin Jane's healing career. <laughs> well, actually, a lot of pranic healers have two careers. A lot of people don't do it full time. It'd probably be too much. Too much? Pardon? It's kind of no. like, is it kind of like underwater welding where you, you know, you only, you only want to be doing it so much. You don't want to be doing like 10 hours a day of pranic healing. It just gets to be too much energy you're playing with or. Uh -uh. No. no, when you do pranic healing correctly, 
we clean our, we, we detach ourselves. We, we cut the energy connection between ourselves and our clients after every session so that we aren't connected with them and they are not connected with us and we are not then drained by their energy. And we also have uh, uh, numerous techniques that we can use to recharge our energy between sessions. So if we're doing the work correctly and properly cleaning ourselves of that congested energy that we're removing from a client during a session, we're fine. We can keep on going. So what about if you're like, can you do it? Can you work through it if you're maybe you're having a bad day, your car's broken or whatever's going on in your personal life. So Jane's just having a terrible day. Can you still pranic heal or do you have to kind of take that day off and find your focus? And start the day over. Yeah, Graham's got the right idea. So actually the first thing I would do is, you know, pick up the phone and call, you know, one eight hundred pranic healing hotline. And at the other end of it is probably one of my really good pranic healing friends. I said, Can you quickly help? But I actually have a lot of tools in front of me that I can use to quickly shift something that might be throwing me off. The first is the meditation on twin hearts. It is a very short, incredibly powerful meditation that is specifically designed to expand, to open and expand your heart chakra so that it then um, increases the energy and connection with your crown chakra. When you do these things, you automatically feel better. It immediately dispels any angst and anger that you might be feeling. Research shows this time and time again. So it's, it's actually, so it's actually, so like waking up in the morning to your alarm, like even that kind of stuff will change. Like Darren was saying, those like repetitive negative thoughts or reactions will change as you become more what, like as your heart opens up, as it connects to your crown, like that's physically changing you or is there is there a, there's, there's also another i think there's another deeper thing that when you start meditating and you start trying to feel all this stuff i think it it helps too i think you become more compassionate as well but i don't know what it is it actually why. expands your spiritual cord so the spiritual cord is the energy channel that enters through your crown from your higher self and it goes through your pineal gland, uh, through your emotional seat in your heart, and, and through your mental seat in your solar plexus chakra. So most people have a spiritual cord that might be super tiny, maybe a couple hand, strands of hair thick. But the more you meditate, the bigger that cord gets. So you can, you can go through life and scan someone's spiritual cord that you're working with, and just get a sense of where they are in their world. Well, the more you meditate, and as Graham said, you become more compassionate, you become more aware of others, you're less self-centered, you're uh, more loving, but it's a balanced awareness. And every time you do this, in a few months, you're going to realize your spiritual cord is significantly larger if you were to meditate regularly. And if you were to ma uh, scan a master's spiritual cord, it's off the map. Mm -hmm. It is phenomenal how much the shift takes place. So I was actually reading something recently. The meditation on twin hearts will 
improve your overall well-being because it's going to clean your chakras every single time you do it it releases all the negative emotions it releases the negative thoughts it releases all kinds of tendencies to criticize mm. or judge or gripe you know all the stuff that a lot of people do yeah and that affects your, and that affects your your vibration it really does i mean just being in a state of gratitude will physically affect your you know your physiology which is really exactly. interesting and i mean they've studied that so so what yeah. how do you how do you recycle the negative energy do you put it through the earth like does the earth recycle it for you yeah you kind can the, you can push it down into the earth and transmute it um uh, we also use techniques like um we in pranic healing use uh bioplasmic disposal unit also known as a bucket of salt water so you use a you know non-iodized salt preferably sea salt and you put it in water and then you intend all of that negative energy to go into that bucket of water we use cleaning sprays that we make and we constantly wash our hands and we take all of that uh, contaminated water throw it down the toilet or the loo you never put it down an actual sink uh, rumor has it that it can clog your drains so the intent is always to dispose of properly we're very careful not to just throw it on the ground or throw it by the wayside don't <laughs> dump it in the ocean you can dump it in the ocean yeah because it's transmuted by mother earth i actually one day asked someone specifically like hang on if I'm dumping all this toxic energy into the ocean, what about the fish? And somebody said, no, 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 it's okay because Mother Earth will transmute it all. It's completely fine. That's like part of They're the gonna think you're up to something else anyway. They see you dumping stuff in the ocean. Yeah. You're like, it's dirty energy water. It's just dirty, like, dirty energy, just dirty energy, I swear. It's just negative energy water, come on. So could you, yeah. can you like, if you're like say an evil pranic healer, I don't know if those exist, but can you like store up that evil energy and like, cause you, I mean, there's all this mythology about fire throwing fireballs and wizards being able to throw fireballs and stuff like that. Can you like, and you were talking earlier about how you can't leave light negative energy, like lying around cause someone could come upon it and now it's their problem. So could you like, could you like fire that negative energy at people if you wanted to? Could you use your powers uh, for evil? Well, interesting question. Um, I'm so I suppose if I was, if I if I had some serious malicious intentions, I probably could use it to some unkind purpose. But I don't know because I just wouldn't do that. That's a very interesting question. <laughs> I'd have to be a different me. How about that? Well, no, I don't think he meant you personally. No, he's, like, know, he's like one, if one could, you know. Well, if one, if one were a pranic healer, I would say no, because a pranic healer would have such conscious it's, it's, intentions to always send the good out. I feel like the it opposite of that would be like necromancy or something. Well, I mean, there, is, yeah. there is people like that practice necromancy and different types of magic. And yeah, like, there's I, a lot of stories about that back in the day. And back in the day, we didn't have TVs and cell phones and newspapers and, you know, keeping up with the Joneses and everything else to distract us. You just had nothing. 
There was nothing to do except for practice except your energy for, work. Well, so you had to survive yeah. and shit. But see there how was much a lot damage you, were... you could do to somebody. You know, let's <laughs> or... just see, like, how much good do you do or how much damage? Let's just play some bets. Who's going to have the bigger effect, yeah. the good or the bad? <laughs> you know, I will say that, you know, with pranic healing, that we have to be very careful. There are, there are specific protocols for, um, you know, hundreds of different conditions. It's like a recipe book. And if, the protocol hasn't yet been written for a condition enough uh approach has been written so we know how to solve for a new condition however when we know how to shift the energy darren as you say one could use it probably for some ill purpose so we would have to be careful and if a pranic healer were being careless they could do some damage yeah. Or they could accidentally yeah. train someone who is like Darth Vader. But the the love, <laughs> like the real pranic energy, the positive energy is more powerful than the negative energy. Yeah. Let's hope. I tell them, yeah, yeah, I, the fastest way to clear it all is through love. Yeah. It feels like it's coming to a head in a lot of ways and a lot of different <laughs> aspects of uh, the stuff we cover right now. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, you got little mini battle stuff that were kind of little battles a few years ago are turning into all out wars. Yeah. Can you find that? Can people listen to that twin flame meditation on YouTube or something like that? Or. Oh yeah. It's, there's actually a, a free version on YouTube. It's called the meditation on twin hearts. It's an abridged version. It's eight, minutes and some odd seconds i think it's 27 or 47 seconds it's by master stephen co stephen and it's a great introduction to the meditation on twin hearts 18 minutes and how many seconds do you know like 27 you said or something like that? yeah something like that it's 18 and a half minutes 18 long. And a half, okay. who cares yeah, it doesn't matter to me whether it's 18 or 19 minutes it's no, really no, short no but that's how a lot of times you find it because you know it's exactly oh. the right one right if it was like 1859 then it's, it's from master no, Cole. there's only one by yeah. master co okay. that's an abridged version you won't miss it is that master co or master yeah and yeah. he goes by master stephen co s-t-e-p-h-e-n okay in fact, I have it on my phone all the time. And, um, yep, Abridged Meditation on Twin Hearts is the name of it. Is it guided? It is. So a lot of people don't like guided meditations, but this one is important because there are so many hidden meanings inside it. And... I don't even know all of the hidden meetings. I have to be a much more advanced Arhatic yoga practitioner to get to that point where I'm like you know, old enough to know what's going on. So it's, it, it shifts your energy. It opens your connections. It is a very powerful meditation. I have a meditation group I teach every Monday morning. And I play different versions of the meditation on twin hearts. Sometimes they're the 18 and a half minute version. Sometimes they're 35 minutes. It just depends on what I'm doing with the group. And um, they're all forms of self-healing. Wow, that's great. I just sent it to my uh, my girlfriend to see if she can, maybe that'll help her migraine right now. Can it seems like it'd be tough to meditate during a migraine. I know, but anything will probably help. I think she's at the point where anything will help right now. Or, or you know, 
anything couldn't hurt much worse. It's probably a better way to put it. Yeah. So what can we talk about the oming and the pyramid? Because before I forget and we run out of time, like speaking of oming and the pyramids in different contexts, we got you guys were in there. Like I went to the King's Chamber once and I just didn't have enough spiritual reverence to 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 uh you know to to really acknowledge or to recognize what was there like i mean it was kind of cool and all that and i i'm sure i had a couple minutes of silence in there by myself but i wish i would have owned or done something and if there's a lot of people in there owning like that must have been pretty crazy it was very powerful um, did, did you see any lights in there while you're owning because apparently if you can get to the point where you resonate a sound to a certain uh, frequency, it'll turn into light. I'm unaware That's of that. That's how you cut the stones? I don't know. The lightsaber? But my friend's uh, mother who does CE5s with us, she was, she was um, toning in a, in a dark restaurant with blind workers there, and she sparked something. Oh, wow. Yeah. I want, I want to work with her. Um, well... We actually had a couple of lights because there were 45 of us in the king's chamber. And we each were wearing a, an arc crystal from oh, the sim. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know what that is? Yep. But you could explain okay. it for people because I'd like, I'd like to, I was going to ask you about that anyway. So you should explain okay. that. Well, um, there's another interesting story about the arc crystal. But the arc crystal, I'm not the best one to explain it. Um, it is a man-made crystal that Nassim designed oh, probably close to 30 years ago that is of such precision, it resonates with the space-time continuum. So what it does when you wear it is that it alters your frequency because it alters the frequency of water. So we had 45 people approximately in the king's chamber each of us wearing one of these crystals for two solid hours <laughs> as well as nasim having 64 of these crystals in a tetrahedron grid wow. he put that inside the so-called sarcophagus which you know is not a sarcophagus and we each then got to climb into that box and lay there for about a minute and experience it now, I was here at the end of it, so like my time was really short, and I honestly am not, I was not conscious of kind of a different experience. It was just so rushed. But people came out of that completely changed. And I know I was, even though my brain could not comprehend what had happened to me. Yeah. And we did that for two hours at each of those pyramids. So were you oming for quite a long time as well, all together? Like for resonate. two hours in each pyramid. Really? Like the whole time oming? Like, wow, that must have been crazy. The whole time. Yeah. 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 The entire two hours. Did you lose your voice? Uh, no, but was, what happened is like sweat was just, it was so hot. It, sweat was just rolling down our arms and everybody was soaked. It was, I don't know, very comfortable. Unless you were in. It was powerful. In the seed box. Pardon? Darren, think, Darren thinks that's a seed box, not a sarcophagus. It's for the, the people to put seeds there for when the, <laughs> the next cataclysm happens. We it would work, but I'm pretty sure it's neither of those. <laughs> Maybe it's both. So what do you think it is then? A, a transform, transformation uh, chamber? I think it's a um, resonance 
box. I think it's some kind of protector. When you go to the, if you've been to the Egyptian Museum in Cairo, it's fascinating. There's lots of those boxes. Actually, we saw them throughout Egypt. And there's, they're very massive boxes, you know, maybe um, six feet long by three or four feet wide and about three feet tall. And they're eight inches, six, eight inches thick. And they're square rigid boxes there's nothing nice or comfortable about them and then you go in to see Tutankhamun's tomb where there is actually a sarcophagus and it matches the shape of a body you're like wait a second okay I get that he was you know prince but why would that one be so significantly more ornate than one over here by another king you know king there's one king and then there's another king and how come this one king deserves all the gold and the guild and the lapis and this one doesn't doesn't make any sense and then there are similar boxes in the museum that are intricately carved so there's something else going on i'm not an egyptologist i have no idea but it just didn't resonate with what no pun intended with what the mainstream story yeah. no for sure yeah i wonder if they're made in that sacred geometry four by three you know those uh all the rectangles that are made in the four. Oh, the golden rectangle yeah hmm. could be yeah i bet you they're probably and you go in there for a couple minutes to get your shit together yeah it's kind of like the the a deprivation tank could be i have no idea maybe that's how you pick up the tesla beaming uh, pranic healing that's always broadcasting you hop in the box you feel ah, i'm feeling down today i'm gonna hop in the box bingo that doesn't explain why the one in the king's chamber maybe the one in the king's chamber is where you broadcast from you know there was a symbol at the bottom that looked like a little pair of headphones maybe i don't know could be some ancient egyptian headphone symbol it's a bluetooth symbol maybe we got to go to Egypt. That's it. We're going to Egypt. Definitely. Hey, next year. Maybe not next year. Okay. Do you have to get a malaria shot to go to Egypt? No. No? You don't. But you, you know, but it is kind of dirty, I will say. I can't I know there's, maybe it's just Africa. There's one of those countries you go to, you have to get one of those vaccines that seems a little sketchy. Egypt is in Africa. The continent. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I don't yeah. know. That could be a problem. Egypt's fine. You just... Did you get no. any shots? You didn't get any shots when you went there? No, thank you. Perfect. Mm -mm. So yeah. you still wear your art crystal then? Every single day. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is the other really cool story. So I recently went to a um, pranic healing retreat because I am now doing the second arm of pranic healing called Arhatic Yoga. And um, Master Ko, he's one of eight masters in the world, Master Stephen Coe, he's based in California. He was there. He wears an arc crystal. <laughs> I was like, it. oh, that's so wild. So one night at dinner, he actually joined our table and I was sitting opposite him and he did a fascinating energy scan with me wearing the crystal and with me without the crystal because everybody was asking about what this crystal was because he and I each had one and no one else around had one. And uh, so he said, okay, everybody scan Jane's energy 
without the crystal. And everybody scanned and it was really smooth and the shock was pretty large. He said, okay, put the crystal back on. He said, now what do you see? And everybody's like, oh my, it's finely vibrating. It's a different frequency. It doesn't make the chakras bigger. It makes them a different frequency. Mm -hmm. It's really wild. Yeah, that's interesting. Where do you get an art crystal? Can I get one art. on the internet? I'll, I'll put an I'll put a link in the show notes. But yeah, you can buy them. Get us some you art can buy crystals. Them. We yeah. need some art crystals. Yeah, they're fairly dear. Let's, yeah, I don't know what that. Or means. you can go to the delegate conferences, and I think one usually comes with a program. Right, right. Mm -hmm. I'm less likely to do that. <laughs> But I wouldn't mind having a couple. So a few yeah. hours. Are they expensive? Yeah, yeah like 600, kind of 700 bucks. Oh. I think, something like that. More than that? Really? Oh, yeah. Eight, 800, 900. <laughs> if you just buy them outright, they're, I think they're $1,200. Yeah, well, maybe $1,200. Wow. I can thought, we, I, I thought they were... Can we make only... these somehow? Pardon? Can we make these somehow? If you have the technology to molecularly structure crystals into a sacred geometrical shape... I might... I will say the very first time I wore mine, it was before we, we got ours just before we went to Egypt. And we were out riding our bicycles one day in the neighborhood. And I suddenly could not discern um, space in front of me. Everything just morphed. What the heck was that? It happened for a split second. A few minutes later, maybe a block or two down the road, it happened again. Uh-oh, I better get off my bike before I fall off my bike. So I stopped, you know, stood by the curb. And I said, I don't know what just happened to me, but had I ever done LSD, I think I probably was tripping. <laughs> and I'm pretty darn sure it was because of that crystal. That had never happened to me before. It immediately altered my frequency or vibration. It yeah. was profound you were attuning to it or something your body yeah. was attuning to it sounds dangerous it, wasn't, it didn't come with bike. instructions yeah. like you, when you get a new pair of glasses or yeah. new pair of contacts it says wear for two hours a Before day increasing ride. by one hour at a time it didn't do that i just put the thing on and kept on going yeah probably a little bit too much at one time huh well we can't afford any art crystals unfortunately but one day maybe we get one yeah we'll share it <laughs> Yeah, we could. Yeah, I'll get the even days. You get the odd days. <laughs> there we go. Art crystal yeah. it up. I mean, hey, you could probably intend to just get one. Use your we intent. Could. Let's powers. do it. Yeah, that could backfire. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be careful. You know, it's kind of like the genie in the bottle. You know, the genie that you rub the plant, and the genie comes out, and you have three wishes, and the wishes always backfire. And I feel like in a lot of ways, intent can work like that, too, if you're not careful. I think it depends on the sincerity of your intent. Because I think there's like 90% of the population that are intending right where they want are, you know what I mean? Like, how does that work? Can you ask me that again, please? Well, like, just the, the set of the population that's just, you know, grinding out at work all day, pissed off, bitchy grabbing some mcdonald's or some other fast food on the way home and then spending the rest of their night you know playing video games or watching television and then going to sleep and doing it all over and that's you know that's it except they might get shit faced on the weekend yeah um that okay there's a you Where could does... you could you could think about it in regard to the fact that we all create our own world 
Mm-hmm. So a lot of um, theories exist about we get back what we put out there. So if we're saying that, if we're constantly griping or thinking like, oh, you know, I hate my job, my boss sucks, or, you know, I, I'm, I, I just don't want to do this or I don't want to do that. You keep putting out into the universe all of those beliefs. So you're going to get that back. If you change your mindset, as Graham said earlier, and you express the gratitude, if you acknowledge the good, if you realize life is a heck of a lot better than you're painting that picture to be, a lot of good comes back really quickly. It's your mindset. It's what you want to focus on. What you want to focus on is what's going to show up. You know, there's a, there's, there's those examples. If you go and buy a yellow, um, I don't know, a yellow Volkswagen, you're now suddenly going to see a ton of yellow Volkswagens because it's in your conscious awareness. It happens. Yeah. That's like when you somebody start said for... that somebody named that effect the other night and they said yellow and I it was the... going to say it's called the Volkswagen bug effect. I thought it was an actual stri- name Isn't it the that. Streisand effect? Is no, that something different? Some different. <laughs> yeah. oh. I think that that's kind of what you're talking about, Darren, but y'all, I thought you might have also been talking about the way prayer kind of works for, or it works better if you just ask for help to be of service kind of thing, as opposed to like asking for something for yourself. Like, is that no, what you mean? Like, no, no, I was just no. mean wondering. I just know a lot of guys that just, you know, that's all they're doing. They're getting off work, they're going home, they're playing video games until they fall asleep. Then they wake up and go to bed and it's just... Maybe they're happy I mean, I was that. stuck in... No, I don't think you are. I mean, I was stuck in that rut with, with alcohol and stuff like that for a long time. Where and how did you get out of it? I had kids. Met my wife. Uh, you met me. <laughs> well, I will say that if too much you... Credit. It was my wife can, and my kids. If you redirect your energy and bless others or bless anyone with whom you have tension or struggles it will immediately heal that relationship Uh, can you give me an example that sounds like a really handy tool for me it's actually pretty simple and in fact you can do this if you do the meditation on twin hearts because in the meditation in twin hearts there are a few opportunities to you you bless the world it's based on the prayer of saint francis of assisi and you, you bless the world or you bless your family, you bless your friends. You can put in there anyone with whom you're not having the most loving feeling about. So hypothetically, if you went to work tomorrow and your boss just, um, let's say you got fired and you came home and you were really really mad you could come home and do the meditation in twin hearts and start putting your boss in there and blessing them instead of calling them really unkind names then you would suddenly shift your perspective and you would not be harboring all of those negative thoughts and energies which ultimately go back to congesting your chakras which ultimately go back and create some kind of physical ailment so it's a full circle. You have to learn forgiveness. And the fastest way to forgive is to turn around and bless somebody. 
That's kind of very Buddhist in a way, too, like the loving kindness mm-hmm. meditations and the compassion. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Oh, wow, that was great. Time Thanks. flew by yeah. as usual. Luckily, we'll be able to pick up this chat in a couple of weeks. Okay. Well, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, that was a blast. That was awesome. Looking forward to meeting you. I know. We'll do a lot of fun pranic healing tests. Yeah, that's good. Two weeks. We're two weeks to departure. Yep. Yeah, just over two weeks. Yeah, we're going to be in Arizona right beforehand. Yeah, I actually ordered some shirts to your place today. They're supposed to be there by May 9th. Those I f- beg your pardon? You put you sent us shirts? Yeah, to bring to Graham Hancock at the uh, oh, okay. conference. Oh, okay. Lovely. Yeah. Graham mentioned we'll do that. that he needs some more shirts. Yeah. Oh, I heard his favorite shirt was the Gramerica shirt, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, whether that's true or not, I need Graham Hancock <laughs> to have a steady supply of Gramerica shirts. So I told him he can have uh, these ones for now. We'll send him some sweaters when he gets home. <laughs> yeah. If it's not his favorite shirt, it will be. Every season he gets <laughs> a new sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah. Every PR photo of Graham will now have a Gramerica shirt. You know what we got to get him? Is it because he's always wearing dress up when he goes on TV and stuff? Does he got to get him like a little Gramerica bow tie? I don't know. We'll come up with something. Beautiful. Anyway, come back anytime. Tell Alan we said uh, hello and thank you for everything. Okay. You uh, guys be well. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. Cheers. Bye. 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 That was our chat with Jane Jeffrey. What'd you think, buddy? That was great. Yeah. yeah, it was a good one. Kind of a slow start. Everyone's a little. What? It was a slow start. I found. But we got it no, going. No, because we talked about uh, you know our stuff. No, the cat. Yeah, yeah, we talked about our the stuff. The cat That's gummed it, was... it up. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, good. I'd, yeah, I'd like to learn a little bit more about that pranic stuff. It reminds me of qigong in a way, where you'd bring the energy down and push it through the earth and to cleanse yourself. Like there's all these different crossover alternative healing techniques, you know. Like Qigong and Reiki and the pranic stuff and the, even the energy, the ancient Chinese energy meridians and the medicine there just seems like does a Faraday cage to something. Does a Faraday cage protect that kind of no. energy? No. No. What about like what kind of material? No, you just go through anything. Like in Dungeons There's and Dragons. No space. What do you hold your magic in in Dungeons and Dragons? Is well, there... there's a, a sphere of protection, that kind of thing. <laughs> okay. There's some Because I mean, I'd like to get there's a sack to put that energy in. They should need it on a rainy day. What do you mean, the good energy? Yeah. Can you do that? Yeah, probably. You just got a sack of good vibes? Yeah. (laughs) Fill it up, baby. Fill up the bag of holding with good vibes. What's in your backpack? Good vibes. (laughs) That's a commercial. Mm. Anyway, huge huge thanks to Jane for coming on the show. Um... Of course, she helped out with the Man Transcending logo and a bunch of stuff with the website. She's helping out with some, or the the Bad Comet website, helping out with some stuff for the conference, going to be at the conference, doing some meditations and some pranic healing. So it's just huge help. And of course, Alan uh, runs the show. Yep. So we couldn't do without those guys. Travel Master? What's his his name? Minister of Travel. (laughs) Minister of Travel. Yeah. Um. Maybe Jane could be the minister of good vibes. She can be the minister of astral travel, or the pranic travel. I want a sack of good vibes. Yeah. There you go. Start filling it up. Start filling it up. Gratitude every night. Dump it in the sack. But I got to figure out what the sack's going to be made of. I feel like it's... It's a magical bag. It's just a repository. 
I'm, yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember? <laughs> was it Graham Hancock that called you out on your suppository word? <laughs> I said repository. Like, you said suppository, and you know what that is, right? Yeah, I okay. do. Yeah. I didn't say suppository. He thought you did. <laughs> I figured out what the crackle was. Oh yeah, yeah. That sounds that, better. That computer can't handle the webcam. Really? If, <laughs> if the webcam and the USB audio device are both plugged into it and running, it's just that tick, 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 tick. That's happened through the whole Graham interview. Yeah. And it was. This is what Adam's been bitching about, I think. I uh, know, that's some different. Is it? Anyway. The, the, that might be the little static that he's hearing. No, this is the ticking that's. Because I, ha I haven't had a. Maybe it is. It could, it could be, be the same thing. Yeah. Could be the same thing. So anyway, I plugged one in that webcam into there, and it can't run both. It can't run the webcam and the doesn't see new or the audio. And the audio, the audio and started. Maybe to that's decrease. only Zoom though. No, no, because Graham Skype. Skype. Yeah. Mm. So the only thing it's got to be just it can't unless it's just now James is going to call and he's going to say, "Did you get the fucking power adapter yet, you meatballs?" Oh no, we didn't get the power adapter yet. I went to get the power adapter, and, there's like and there was twenty-five different power adapters there, and I don't know what one to get. Well, it says it says which one you're missing when when you start up the laptop. Yeah, it that's gives not you that information. Come on, come on. Just get the voltage. It doesn't matter what else. Just the right connection and the voltage. That's it. Okay. If we break that thing, we're fucked. Yeah, I know. <laughs> End that's of the a, show. That's a, that's the main it. computer. It's our main connection to the outside squat, world. Squat yeah. in here. That's it. I thought it's just me and you. Well, Adam and I were talking about last night because we couldn't get the audio working because the seventeen dollar cable that's brand new just went on us. And he was like, "You guys need to find a way that if something happens like this, that we can have a we can still do a quick podcast without having to do the full blown connection, like like a full backup system in place. A simple backup system." Is it another table and everything? We just sit at a smaller table with just a cell phone. No, I think it's just basically connecting. A cell phone on speaker connected, with, a, yeah, with exactly. an old school tape just, recorder. Yeah. It can't shut us down. Voice notes. Actually, it can't, it can't be a cell phone because that won't work. It, it has be, to be a landline no, that's just, powered by the line so that even if the power's out and the apocalypse has happened, we could still keep interviewing. A landline with it, yeah, yeah. The problem with the battery is the power went out when Lisa was having a circle, and then the battery starts. To Did it? Ding, ding, ding. Really? Yeah. In here? Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Really? Eh? Oh, that's not good. That must have freaked them out. Probably. Yeah. Was it right at the right moment where it's like they're doing their humming or toning and they stop <laughs> and then, <laughs> maybe they, did they shut it out or? I don't know. Power is powerful. That prana is pretty powerful. Watch out. Anyway, support the show, grammarica.ca slash support. Uh, really does make you feel better, makes us feel better, makes makes the world a better place. I really don't have a better reason for you than that. Um, what else you got? That's it. That's it. Do everything in the show notes, review the show, share the show, tell your friends about the show. And uh, other than that, have a fantastic weekend, and we will see you next week.